Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. Sunday. A day to worship. Worship a small egg-shaped ball. Oh no, he drops the ball. Just as long as I'm here in your arms, I could be in no better place. I've got to respect the ball. You're simply Long live rugby league. Oh, you've got to love your rugby league. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Welcome to the Triple M Sunday Sydney. And welcome back to it. We do it for our friends at Bryden's Lawyers. If you're looking for expert legal advice, you should have a chat to Bryden's. Now, you can call them 1-800-848-848 or Bryden's Lawyers. Uh, You can get them on brydens.com.au. But if you do have any legal advice, don't go and speak to the bloke over the fence. Don't go and speak to the bloke over at the pub. You speak to somebody who knows what they're talking about and you'll get that at Brydens. Well, boys, this hour we'll have a little bit of news with uh, Hoops. Uh, We will do Maroon's Pub Quiz. I was going to kill it off, but I'm just encouraged by all the emails that come across my desk through the week. Keep it coming. Keep doing it. We love it. It's a, it's a real outlet for us in this COVID environment. So we will do the quiz again. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dumb it down for you anymore, Hoops. I mean, you are Thanks, a fair dinkum. Your IQ must be about a minus three. Thanks, mate. Right? There's a couple of caraway seeds up there somewhere well, rattling around. But well, yeah. I'm not sure that there I'm is. I'm not sure it's negative, but mm. yeah, it's certainly yeah. not. It's not, not in danger yeah. of passing mm. the mentor exam. Absolutely. You could. Do you? Can you? Use, now I'm not having a crack at you. Can yeah. you use an ATM? <laughs> or do you need to get walk into the bank with your passbook? Because <laughs> you are fair income. Some of the questions I have given you are, they were made for you. What's your front door number? What street do you live in? You still Maroon, Maroon, you know that you're our cash man. We just go to you. You yeah, are our ATM. If I need a loan, I, I, I do go to the king of cash. No, no, if, look, if you need anything, don't come to me. Yeah, the low light of the year was most definitely. And pressure does strange things to people. But uh, I think one of the questions was, when's the last time Canberra won a premiership? And somehow we came up with 89. So, yeah, that, no, that no, certainly no, was I a low point. I said 1994. Point. You came up. You no, said 80. I, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's right. Paluca, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to replace you with our man Felix, but he looks like he's just come in from um, a big night out. And Mullumbimbi. I don't know where he's been, but he's just got here. Don't start throwing stones at Felix. No, Is I'm, there any I danger love... of talking all matters pertinent to rugby league? Or no, there's no you've danger. Just gone off course. Roosters bow out of the f- uh, premiership race with a 22 points to 18. Well, they were defeated by the Raiders on Friday night. A wonderful game of football it was, too. The Roosters' three-peat dream is over, but. Um, I think that, you know, you've got to hand it to them. They were brave. They stood up. They were uh, bashed and bruised pretty much all year. At some stage, they had six or seven players out. But in the end, it just got to them. Yeah, look, it was a hell of an effort for the Roosters uh, to hold their hands up the way that they did for much of the year. Unfortunately for them, uh, the wheels just did start to come off towards uh, the finals. When they got 60 put on them by the Bunnies that night, I think most people went, okay, well, you know, the three-peat dream is going to be very hard to keep alive now. I thought in the game itself, Raiders were superb, like the green machine. I just love the style of football uh, that they bring. Josh Papali and Tarpanay in particular oh, yeah. um, were absolutely brilliant for them. But for the Chooks, uh, I think they'll go away. I reckon they might make a couple of key positional Changes. I thought they really missed Lindsay Collins on Friday night. He was ruled out late, uh, and he has been at stages of the year, and particularly um, 
leading into some of these big end of season games, I thought that he'd had uh, a huge impact for the Chooks. Um, but I reckon they'll go away and they might make a couple of key yeah. position changes. They, you know, they, they got Sam Walker waiting there in the wings as a, mm. a halfback. I think we might see him fast track through into the NRL next year. It was a great game of footy. The Raiders just laid a great platform. Like they beat them up early and scored their points late, and there wasn't much in it. You know, the the Roosters are a champion side. They, mm. they make they're full of champions. Some of those players have won probably three comps. You know, so yeah, yep. so they're 13. so they're great players, and they're a team that we're going to remember for a long, long time. But in the end, the Raiders grabbed the bigger moments. The Raiders players, whether it was Tarpani's try, Papali, oh my God! Like yeah. we talk about Paulo with his footwork, Papali scored that try. Cassiano, Hargreaves, and Boyd Cordner, their three best players, you know, to score that try. And then, you know, you got Whiten. So they're, they're the the Raiders grabbed the opportunities. They grabbed more moments than the Roosters, and that's why they won the game. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just think that the the Roosters were tired for, from a long way out, mm-hmm. and they were brave, and they did their best. They were busted with injuries, but it, it just it was a bridge too far in the end. Mm. And, no. the, and the Raiders, I think, have freshened up nicely. I, I still don't think they're a peak fitness. The Raiders are very lucky that they've had injuries, but they've had depth in the injuries, but they've not had two injuries in the one position. Mm. So while they're now on their last resort, they've, they've still been able to run out a reasonably uh, strong team. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we'll wait and see. It's going to be an interesting one next week against the Storm now. Yeah, and for the Chalks, take nothing away. Like, like aside from Collins ruled out late, then Kiri got forced off with an HIA early because he yeah. had that head clash uh, with Papali. Um but to your point, Kenty, like Ivan Cleary will obviously win the, the coach of the year. But what Ricky's been able to do with this Raiders side, given all the injuries and um, given all the issues that he's had to try and handle over the course of the season, it's been a hell of a job. Yeah, well, obviously now you talk about positional changes at the Roosters hoops. Mm. Obviously there's a couple of players... I mean, obviously, Orbo's going. Yes. I assume there's no chance Sonny's playing again next year. No, I wouldn't think yeah. so. So there's a couple of uh, you know a couple of blokes come back in, but obviously you're thinking around the halves is where something needs to happen. Yeah, I'd be thinking. Look, if you go back to the middle of the year, uh, you know there was a period where Kyle Flanagan was dropped, mm-hmm. uh, and Lockie Lamb got a shot at wearing the number seven jumper. Now it was only a syndesmosis injury that dictated that young Flanagan was brought back into the side. Uh, look, he's a tremendous goal kicker, especially under pressure. Like he can nail, I think he kicks at 80% and he's nailed some really big moments over the course of the season. But I would be thinking this young Sam Walker, there are some huge raps on him. Uh, And I'd be thinking that for next year, uh, the Chooks would probably be looking to make a change in that department. Boys, yeah, I think I think Robbo will just throw them in and see how they go. Mm. I think, yeah, obviously Walker couldn't start the season this year in the in the squad because he was under eighteen. He's turned eighteen during the season, so he'll be given the chance now. He's in the squad now, and he'll be given his chance. So I think that uh, it's still very young to be coming in as as talented as he is and as well schooled as he's been throughout his life. But uh, so it may not be a case if he comes in and that's it. He takes the position and makes it his. He might need a couple of years to just be able to every now and then just put him back and rest him and give him a couple of weeks out of the top grade, which Robbo's done before with other players. Yep. Uh, so, but the Roosters are still 
Great, great club. Yeah, they're not far off. Okay, boys, the Raiders, that, that's uh, them into a prelim against Melbourne next weekend. We'll have that game for you at Triple M Friday night, 10 to 8. But here's Ricky Stewart talking in the presser following the victory over the Roosters. Ricky Pumper said at the end of the game that he was he was spent. Yeah, probably summed up. How do you describe that effort? Uh, it was a typical finals game. Um, the, the speed of the game was um, you know, right up there to one of the fastest games that we've played, or well, definitely this year. But you know, it was just typical finals footy, and uh, it was um, fast. And a lot of uh, a lot of moments there that uh, both teams, a lot of moments there that um, it was uh, in the balance and come down to individual uh, individuals making a making a desperate play. Charms come up with a couple of those desperate plays tonight, didn't he? Especially that try saver on Josh Morris in the second half. Josh, yeah, um, was. It was a um, it was a big tackle, huge tackle, and you know, they're they're the moments that you remember. They're the moments that um, are really important in in big games. Always comes down to always comes down to moments of um, desperation, brilliance, and uh, you, know, you know, chance. I thought Chance's game in the first half was. Uh, High quality, you played very well. What do you say after a game like that, Ricky? Because you've docked off the reigning premiers. You know, a lot of people will look at the fact that you probably got some revenge on last year, but you've still got two games to go, haven't you? And yeah, no, so re- what do you say at the end of it? Revenge was never <clears throat> never mentioned outside, um, you know, what other people might have thought. Um, there was, you know, the last year was, was over, you know. It was a new year and, you know, I'm proud of our players, how they've handled this season. Nobody knows who um, from outside in, uh, from outside, you know, our, our, our um, inner sanctum there at the club and, you know, or our bubble, how hard it was for us at the start of the season. So where we've got to today, nobody gave us a chance to outside our own. And I, I remember saying... Actually, right. Actually, in this room, the, the, the last game we beat the Roosters here, um, nobody um, has given us an opportunity to show you what's underneath the jumper. They're, they're, they're not just a team of footballers, these guys. They're more than a team. When you guys suffered so many injuries in the middle, of like talk about how those two have stood up since. I mean, did you have to say something to them at that point when you get that? I guess those lows, or they just yep. on themselves? Or no, I did have to talk about it. And, um, it was a um, it was a very critical part of our season. Josh Hodgson down, plus you know three very uh, uh, influential uh, middles. So it was it was uh, again, you know, it was that, that night here after we beat the Roosters in round seven, I think, where I said, you know, none of you guys have given us the opportunity to show you the identity we have. Um, they're a special bunch of blokes. Win, lose, or draw next week. We, we've had an unbelievable season, and we're in there punching again. Do you think having Josh out as bad as it was, has it allowed Whiten to sort of lead the side and, and given him a bit more room? Having 
having Hodjo uh, not play has made people take a little bit more ownership of uh, the team. And, you know, lo losing a world-class player like Josh, I understand why, you know, people, people said straight away then that, you know, the, the season's over. Oh, I, I get that. But they don't see what we see at training with Tommy Starling and Lieber, the really. Um, and both, straight away, both the halves took a step forward and said, OK, we'll, we'll control the ruck more so than Josh. OK, there he is, Ricky Stewart, uh, at the press conference after the Roosters' victory the other night. Let's start with a few things that Ricky talked about there. Gordy, he, he mentioned in there how proud he was of the players and how hard they had to work at the start of the year. And it reminds <clears> me <throat> of when we had this COVID break, everyone said that we would that whoever wins the premiership this year, there'd be an asterisk beside it. And then that's all crap anyway because a club like the Raiders, they've probably had to work harder. Yeah, look, I don't know exactly how many games, maybe six games. Their first six games were, were like on the road and they'll flying down and back. And, you know, you look at the injuries um, in the competition. There's no recovery. They don't go to pools. They don't do... Um, you know, the swim sessions, the massages, they sort of pretty much jumped on a plane or a bus and got to Sydney or wherever they were going and they were, you know, heading straight back to Canberra. So um, it was tough, but maybe it's bonded them a little bit as well. So there's a positive that, you know, Ricky spoke about, you know, how tight they've become and they're more than a footy team and, you know, that that real tough start to the season, I think it's galvanised them to when they do lose someone like a Josh, Josh Hodson that they can still come together. Mm. Yeah, you're spot on, Gordy, and certainly the travel uh, for the Raiders earlier in the season, like it really did add a hell of a lot um, of constraints and of challenges to their schedule because uh, when they were travelling up and back to venues on game days and they were playing out of Campbelltown and previous to them being allowed to go back and play at their home ground of... GIO Stadium, you could understand, you know, just how difficult um, and how arduous it was for them as a club. But uh, certainly Ricky's used it and turned it into a positive. Mm. The group's clearly galvanised together. Like the way they shot themselves out of a cannon to start that game, they started fast. They yeah. were on. And there's not too many sides that have been able to do that uh, to the Roosters and, and really get the jump on them. Uh but they were superb. Mm. I'd be a brave man, wouldn't it, Kenny, that, that said that the Raiders couldn't win the premiership with Papa, you know, in the front row, and then Bateman, Whitehead in the – and then the way Tarpany played the other night. Was a Out of his skin. Wonderful individual try. And the halves, George Williams in his first year in the NRL. It'd be hard to say. I mean, you, you couldn't – You can't. Yeah. I, I, look, all four teams now uh, are capable of winning this premiership. The four teams that are left, they're – we had doubts about Parramatta going into this weekend, mm. but they've now been eliminated, so they proved that. Uh, but the, these four teams, uh, whoever got through, and, and one of them will be the eventual Premier, you'll look back and say, well, you know, I, I can see why. Mm -hmm. uh, there's various reasons. I, I think the Raiders have been real tough this year, and I think they've grown next year uh, the, the, on last year, and next year they're going to be strong again still. So uh, they're in a good spot at the moment, the Raiders. If I asked you all, I'm going to ask you all in a word – who you tip to win the grand final? Who do you, who will be the premiers? And oh. I've, I've purposely put you on the spot here. Yeah, look, I, I think the team that's best placed is Penrith. Okay, I think they've had a week off. I think they're fit and they've got young legs. Right, and and what about you, Hoops? Yeah, I'm going Penrith as well. Mm -hmm. Similar reasoning, and they've only lost one game mm -hmm. all season. So if they can get over Souths, uh, they're there. What about you, Gordy? 
Um, yeah, I, I, I think they're sitting in the best seat at the moment. Mm. I, I think it's Penrith to lose yeah. at the moment. And without kick out, they just shuffle the deck chairs. I mean, he's a big out, but he's not a game breaker out. He's a big out, but they've won without him. They mm. rested him at, at one point in the season. He's also been suspended. So uh, they've proven that they can win. They've rested a number of players over the course of the season, and they've proven that they have the depth to cover for that. I think the bloke who's coming in is Kurt Capel, who mm. was part of the Maroons' yeah. State of Origin extended squad. I think he was 18th man for the Maroons last year. So uh, he's not exactly... Um, a slouch, and look, I, I just think they have got the depth at the moment. Critically, their key position players, so Nathan Cleary and Appy Corusau, are just going great guns at yeah. the moment, and that pack, it hasn't got any holes in it. All right, now this is our poll for today, the uh, uh, Maroons poll. Uh, who will win the Premiership? Souths, Penrith, Melbourne, Canberra. It's simple. Just tell us who you think will win the Premiership at Triple M underscore NRL or the Triple M NRL Facebook page. There's plenty of news getting around and uh, we're going to get hoops in next to have a look at it all as Triple M rocks the finals. Sunday Sinbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. The Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Triple M rocks footy. And welcome back. We do it for Bryden's lawyers protecting your future. Or one eight hundred. Let me just get that again out. I've just got to put my glasses back on. I'm sorry. One eight hundred eight four eight eight four eight for Bryden's lawyers. They love their rugby league. I'm sure they're. Uh, I'm sure they're. They're. Um. You know. Uh, rooting for Ivan and the Panthers to win the premiership. I don't know that they would be because Ivan was with the West Tigers and now he's with Penrith. But Brydens love all teams, oh, don't they? That's humour, is it? Mm, that is humour. <laughs> he's okay. a good man, Lee, had Japan tell yeah. us, but I'm not sure he'd be cheering for the Panthers after yes. the way that yeah, Ivan decided mm. to walk out the Tigers. Mm. So. No, I don't think he would be either. Yeah, so mm. that was a, a poor attempt at humour from you. Well, there, I was Anthony. trying to be... It was, it not was for what, the first time it's either. What the, yeah, mm. It's what they call sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, okay. what they call sarcasm. Yeah. Yeah. No, Boys, well. anyway, um, when I start worrying about what you think, I've got problems, haven't yes, I? Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, but I am worried about you now because it's time for your news report here. We call it Two Scoops of Hoops. <laughs> Two Scoops of Hoops. You call it that. Yeah, well, I think that's the name for it there. You love Two it. Two <laughs> Scoops of Hoops. Yep. Mm. Where are we off to, Anthony? Well, let's start off with this one. Cam Smith, is he going to retire or not? I'm getting a bit over this. Yeah, oh, look, I'll be straight up. I still don't know. There was a report late last week that uh, at Suncorp Stadium, they're preparing um, for some celebrations after the Storm hosts this prelim uh, on Friday night. And so that might lend itself to the fact that in all likelihood, it is probably going to be Cameron's mm-hmm. farewell season. But mm-hmm. there's been so much conjecture and... Um, so many question marks around this decision. I think still probably the only people who know would be Cameron Smith, Craig Bellamy, most likely Frank Panisi, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe Cameron's wife, Barb. Yeah. But aside wow. from that, they're keeping it pretty tight. Um, what about the doggies? There's been some movement around the board this week. It's musical chairs. Yep. Well, they haven't appointed new directors, but there are three vacancies on the board now. Uh, so they'll be filled in due course. Lynn Anderson, who obviously swept a power, um, you know, nearly three seasons ago now, opted to walk away. I think she wants to try and see some peace at yeah. the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there's still a long way to go there for the doggies in terms of trying to strike the right balance between 
a united boardroom and then trying to get some results on the field. Do you as think? Well. Do you think we can have a little bit of peace at boardroom level by the time the comp rolls around next year? And certainly, Trent will need that in preparation in the off season. Uh, no, I'm not certain that there yeah. would be peace mm-hmm. by then. Uh, look, I, I think it may well depend on results at the beginning of next season. So traditionally when the Bulldogs are going well, all the all the infighting and um, toxicity and bickering tends to settle down mm-hmm. when they're winning games. But yep. then when, they, when they're not winning games, uh, it can be very easily stirred up. But I know there are high hopes from within the club that when Trent Barrett arrives, um, he'll put some systems and some structures in place specifically around the football team and the football department that will enable Canterbury to be in a far stronger position than where the club has been over the last couple of seasons. And just a question on the spot here. I know that, you know, obviously we all know Nick Kotrick is coming to the Doggies next year. Yep. And Joe Stimson, who they signed from the Storm, but spent the whole year on the injured, bench. Injured, yeah. injured. So, yeah, look, he'll be he's a good player, Joey Stimson. So they get him uh, fit again. I still think that they are in the market because we know Kieran Foran departed. I still think they're in the market for a half. Uh, I know they were looking at Chad Townsend. Uh, they're obviously going to have a crack at Matt Burton from the Panthers come November the 1st. They can formally table an offer. Uh, so they are very much still looking to build on the existing roster. And some good news, Mr. Hooper, to end it off. 40K, 40,000 people at the grand final this year. Well, we, we love it. That's as good as and, – and once again, thanks to Peter Volandis and his team, we thought we mightn't get footy. Here we are. We've got a grand final with 40,000. Sensational result, isn't yeah. it, Anthony? So, uh, you know, in, in a – a year where everybody in all walks of life has been met with a hell of a lot of challenges. To be able to have 40,000 fans at the GF uh, is a big coup. Uh, I'm sure you're going to be out there oh, loud yeah. and proud. Are you singing the anthem again this I want to, but they haven't got back to me. I'd like to sing a Billy Joel number all up into the anthem. I reckon the COVID restrictions mm. might mean mm. that yeah, we aren't able to go down that road this season. Yeah. But I no, could do a- something virtual. I could what, zoom it in, couldn't Anthony, I? What if we could organise it for you? Uh, if you could organise me to zoom it in on the big screen, Billy Joel's You May Be Right, and you told me not to drive, but I made it home, all up that into the uh, national anthem. Yeah. And if the bunnies yeah. are there, I'll do a bit of the bunnies, um, glory, glory. And, uh, yeah, wow. look, mate, I would be an – I would – as long as the fee is right, I'd be right. I'd be available to do and, it. And oh, so there's that, a fee for that voice. No, I'll pay. I'll pay. I'm, I'll pay. If <laughs> oh, they you'll give, pay. I'm happy to pay. Yeah. yeah. As long as they give me some time to come up with the fee, I'm happy to pay to have that done. All right. And can you end this segment with a little? And that's the end. So when we bring this up in a few weeks' time, you're not saying no. That I said that was. I a say joke. if you can, if you can. Zo- One thing d- doing the national anthem taught me last year, Paul, is that I am a wonderful singer. And um, I would love to get back, get my band back together, Panic at the Bistro, do a couple of gigs at Matto RSL, and then all up into the national anthem at the grand final. What do you do, Billy Joel covers all night? Yeah, we do. uh, Yeah, all Billy Joel. Give us another Billy Joel. Oh, we do a Matter matter of Trust. Uh, We do uh, Still Rock and Roll to Me. Come on, give us a line. Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Yeah, scenes from an Italian restaurant. All the good stuff. What's the matter with your clothes that you're wearing? Yeah, Yeah, I didn't get them for free like you do. Yeah, idiot. Let's take a break. And we'll come back with that song for you. Maroon's quiz. (laughs) That's Triple M Rocks the finals. Triple 
from Sunday Sinbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. Sunday Sydney. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Triple M rocks footy. Welcome back to it for Brighton's Lawyers. Scores over the weekend. Well, we had a... Uh, well, uh, there was no real surprises. Uh, the Rabbitohs beat Parramatta yesterday, 38-24. to And then, of course, on Friday night, it was the Raiders 22 over the Roosters 18. Those scores, as always, are thanks to Tyre Power's footy final sale. Right now, you buy three and get one free on selected Kumo passenger and SUV tyres. So, the poll, Maroons poll today. Who will win the grand final? This is where we're at right now. Uh, the Panthers, 36% of people say the Panthers. Storm, 30% say the Storm. Raiders, 19%. The South Sydney Rabbitohs, 15%. And that's where the poll sits at the moment. Keep them coming in at Triple M NRL Facebook or at Triple M underscore NRL. Time for this. Welcome to Maroons Trivia Night. Well, what I've done through the week, I said there is no way known to, on God's earth Hoops is ever going to win this trivia quiz. It's like waiting for the... It's waiting I for have... The, hey, 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 take that back. I have won it a couple of times, Anthony. Mate, we weren't going to tell you this, but I told the other blokes to run dead. Ah. Yeah, you, so you're no chance, mate. The, I would say the Titans are more chance of winning the Premiership well, next year. Well, you want to be careful about the Gold Coast. No, I don't want to be careful. They, you no, do. No. Okay? I'm running you with Jay Abandon. You know I don't have to be... Okay? Now, uh, our man Tony Soprano, who was bringing in the uh, prizes, his lovely mother, Mrs. Soprano, said to me, because because hoops can't win, let's have a prize for everyone. And I, that's a lovely idea. So she has sent in some frozen sunny boys. Remember the old sunny boys oh, yeah, from good. school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they in the freezer? Yeah, they're in the freezer. Beautiful. Uh, the win, lose, or draw, everybody gets a sunny boy today. Outstanding. Happy days. Question one, your name is your buzzer. Um, what was the name of Barney Rubble's wife? Gordy. Gordy. Betty. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Gordy is 1-0. Question number two. Who scored the first try for the Raiders on Friday night? Hoops. Yes. Josh Papali. Oh, 1-0. Righto. First one to three. Question, next question. Okay. Who was the Prime Minister directly before Julia Gillard? Hoops. Oh. Hoops. Hoops. Five. Tony Abbott. No, 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 no. Latham. Mate, I'll Rudd. hit you over there with Rudd. the sunny boy. Oh, Rod. Rudd. Mate, Rudd. you're going to have another guess. Okay. Oh, I remember okay. the night of the long nights. How many guesses yeah. do you want to have? Yep. Fair dick. Malcolm Fraser. Sorry, I'm not that Gough big on Whitlam. politics, Anthony. Harold Holmes. Sorry about that. I'm George not that Washington. big on politics. <laughs> right, okay. What's the score? One to you, Paul. No, I don't have one. No, no Gordon. One to you, nil. Gordon. Yep. You two nil all. Yep. Nil. Right. Next question. What type of animal was H.R. Puffin stuff? Paul. Paul. Dragon. Oh, yeah. Kenny won. Hey. Gordy won. The golden flute. Hoops. Love zero. running commentary, Anthony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I swear. Listen, don't try and push the... Uh, uh, yeah, you're losing on, again, go. mate. All right, here's the next one. Here's the next one. What year did decimal currency begin in Australia? Oh. Uh, Paul. Yes, Paul. 67. 67 is wrong. 69. So is, ro- is what? Right or wrong? Wrong. Wrong. 66. 66. So Gordy's on one. Oh, yeah. You're still on none. Gordy's flying. All right, here we go. Gordy, oh, wrap this up if you can, mate. Days. Bring this home. Come on, Gordy, please. In what Aussie state or territory is the town Texas? Gordy. Yeah. Queensland. Yeah. Two for Gordy. Where else? Sunny boys are coming your way. Question number three. This could do it. This could be three for you here, Gordy. Uh... <laughs> 
What Australian coin was first introduced on May 14, 1984? Paul. Paul. Dollar. Dollar is right. 2-1. 2-1. Look at his. Here we go. Okay. The next question. What type of television does Hoops have at his house? Paul. Yes, Paul. Analog. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Do you know Hoops? He doesn't even know what sort of telly he's got. All right, this one for the win here, Gordy. Um, Chicago lies on the shores of which lake? Paul. Paul. Lake Superior? Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan. So you're down oh, in a minus that's one. That's stupid. I knew that. Minus one. Oh, I'm just cancelling. I'm uh, making myself look dumb now. Getting uh, okay. Who played the title role in the movie Sully? Paul. Paul. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is right. So it's two to Gordy, zero to Paul. <laughs> no, I'm one. Oh, you're one, are you? And I'm none. one. You're, are you sure? Yep. God, it's been going that long. Okay, the you next... You gave me the TV. The next question. Only a... <laughs> <laughs> you know what sort of TV you got. Uh, only around in the 90s, what was the name of the second Brisbane-based rugby league team? Gordy. Gordy. Queensland Crushers. Oh, yeah. No, South yes. Queensland Crushers. South yeah, Queensland no, that's okay. I was looking for Crushers. Oh, what? Hang on. You know what that means. South Queensland Crushers. What about some quality control? You know what that means? He's out of question. Nice That's where Mario Fennick got his famous Falcon from, Yeah, that's right. Mate, congratulations. You've won a Sunny Boy. In fact, we all get one. Thanks to Tony Soprano's Gordy, Gordy's up to him. In, oh, well, I'll in put the... in the mail to my daughters at Warner. She lives at Warner. Yep. She'll freeze it for him and run it down to his joint in the Jeep. Beautiful. We'll take a break and come back with more as Triple M rocks the finals. Triple M Sunday Sinbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. Sunday Sinbin. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Triple M rocks footy. Welcome back. Keep your tweets coming in at Triple M underscore NRL. Lots of people saying they wouldn't mind seeing me uh, sing at the NRL Grand Final. Becky Gelke, who's up there in um, Brankston in the Hunter Valley, says, reckons I do a pretty good Billy Joel. Thank you, Becky. Mm. Well, mm. I mean, you know, I could come up to Brankston mm. and sing in the pub. They got karaoke up there. She may be right. Mm. She may be crazy. (laughs) Let's talk a bit of origin here, boys. Uh, New South Wales. Well, we've got no. We will get to Queensland too, Gordy. Don't worry about that. But no Clemmer and and, um, no Wade Graham uh, left out of um, uh, Freddie's original side here, boys. Uh, But a lot of injuries to Queensland. But I will start here, hoops, with the with the New South Wales side. Yeah. Obviously, the big news out of last weekend when the Blues made the announcement was no Wade Graham and no David Clemmer, who are both incumbents. Uh, Kenny, we spoke about it on NRL 360 during the week, and and you had some interesting insight about uh, Clemmer and and why they decided to go in a different direction there. Yeah, well, it's it's quite simple. He got dropped last year and then got brought back into the team through injury, and they just... uh, they were concerned with the way he behaved last year. He, he sort of had a bit of a chip on his shoulder. The fact that he'd been dropped, he didn't appreciate it. And with this season being quite different from a representative point of view, they go into camp for all three games in one go. So uh, you go into camp for game one and you stay there till the end of game three. There's just concerns within the Blues mob that, that, uh, that if he didn't get selected what sort of impact that would have on other players in the team given they're going to be camped up together for three weeks. And uh, I know in the past when teams have gone away on tours, it's been all, it's always been regarded as highly important to pick a 
to pick blokes who are good tourists as much as good players. And uh, I think that uh, Brad Fittler and, and Greg Alexander, uh, given how what happened last year, I think they just decided that they'd probably be best leaving Clamour out and go with someone, mm. someone else. Mm. The Wade Graham omission surprised mm. me based on the fact that he, he just gives you so much utility value. He's a tremendous fourteen. He proved that last year when he had to go on and play 5-8 the second game. Then in the third game, uh, he ended up doing his hamstring. Look, I'm sure by Wade's own admission, it, it, he would say he didn't have his best season this year. Uh, but I still would have found um, a spot for him because to Kenny's point about, you know, picking the right people for uh, touring groups, he's a great bloke to have around, Wade Graham, and he, he he would never let you down to the point that, you know, Brad Fittler did ring both players to let them know that they had misselection and when they did, Wade Graham just took it on the chin, said, good as gold, understand, but if you need me, the phone's always on and, you know, I'll do anything to play for New South Wales, whatever it takes. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was a reflection of a really good attitude. They're going to announce more players this afternoon, Anthony, uh, probably about 6.30 tonight, um, and they'll be out of the roost and Parramatta who've lost those games over the course of this weekend. James Tedesco's obviously a lay down Mazer lock. Perhaps Daniel Tupo, um, given that you know Blake Ferguson uh, has picked up an injury. Luke Keary will be in there. Boyd Corden is an incumbent captain. Uh, Angus Crichton featured in last year's series. And then from the Eels, I think probably Clint Gutherson. I reckon the front rowers, certainly mm. Paulo's a lock. Uh, and, and I would suggest that Regan Campbell-Gillard will probably be there as well. Ryan Madison uh, has been part of the Blues set up previously. Uh, and also Nathan Brown, who's had another gangbusters season. Mm. Uh, I think that we'll see him included in that 27-man overall squad as well. Okay, what about um, the what's the latest on Queensland? Obviously, the Queensland club sides didn't go well, but that doesn't mean anything. But there are a number of injuries to key Queenslanders. Well, Wayne Bennett named uh, a new look extended Maroon squad and it was a real changing of the guard. He, he dropped um, a number of incumbent players, the likes of Josh Maguire, the likes of Joe Offerhand-Goway, uh, Moses Embi was another player, and he's ushered in the next generation. Uh, from the Gold Coast Titans, yeah. they had the highest representation. They had five players. So it was AJ Brimson, Mo Fotowaka, Tino Fasua Malawi. Uh, you know, all those sorts mm. of blokes have all had breakout seasons. And you can see that Wayne and Gordon was part of that series in 2001 when Wayne came back to coach the Maroons. You can see that he is freshening up the setup, and he's obviously got a side that he likes in mind. And I reckon there's going to be a number of debutants in mm. that Maroons setup. Gordy, oh yeah, I, I, I think Penrith have shown with the younger guys how they've been able to adapt. It's been a really tough season, you know, and the older guys are starting to look tired. And you know, you saw that that was evident with the Roosters and some of the teams that sort of have fallen away. I think it's going to be a young man series. The games are back-to-back, which is really tough. Origin, I reckon, <clears throat> some of the games, you'll, you're still sore five or six days after. Like, it, it's 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 taxing. So this series is going to be like no other. Uh, it's not like playing a test match, even though they were tough, but they certainly don't have the, you know, the speed or the endurance of a state of origin game. So Queensland through injuries, I think we're going to go with a young squad. And the last time we did that was in 2000. And we come off a series where we got beaten 56-16. That's the famous hand grenade. And, you know, Wayne brought in all these guys that didn't have the mental scars, you know, that brought in enthusiasm that was so happy to be there. 
And then you've got the old heads around there that just give them the experience and try to play their style. Gordy, for the first time, we're going back to back to back. So that it's a Wednesday into a Wednesday into a Wednesday yeah. game. There's no 10-day preparation beyond the first game. Do you think by game three, well, let me ask you, what do you think game three will look like as a, as a spectacle? Not as good as game one and two. You don't? I don't think. Oh, it's, it's, it's just, oh, well, look, I hope so. It might make them match hardened. You know what I mean? Mm, it might mm. be like make the finals footy. Like you see some of those teams that can just get a roll on and they play and uh, and do it. Oh, oh, I don't know, Paul. Mm. I, I actually don't know the answer. And that's a great question because you see some sides and finals footy is really fast and sharp and then you see some sides, they get better as they're going and some players get better and some sides fall away. I think it's it's going to be the battle of the mental tough. I think you're going to have to be mental tough and um, – sorry, mentally tough. I, I, I don't know. It's going to be a real tough series. It could be. I think it's going to be real tough. It could be an explanation. I think Wayne's picking – He's gone back. He's changed the formula from. He's gone away from talent, gone more towards toughness. If there's a if there's a sliding scale between talent and toughness, he's he's sort of taken it back the other way and let some of the more talented but but less resilient guys go. And whether that's a strategy to just try and pick the team, the best team that's going to last three games, as opposed to win the first game, which is generally you go in to win that game when mm. you pick a team. Yeah. But given you're going to have to have they're, they're taking 27 players into the squad. Whether he's just gone there and said, "Right, I'm going to pick the best players to get me through the three games," and we, yeah, we might be better in game three than we are in game one. Mm. It was a great result, and I know he only got limited opportunities this season. But that young Xavier Coates, who's up at the Broncos, Gordy, like he's one selection in that extended Maroon squad. Uh, and as much as I know they had a hell of a, a, a tough season, I thought for him, um, yeah, he's going to be a special talent, and he, he gets an opportunity. In all likelihood, he may well get an opportunity this series. Okay. Well, boys, we'll take a break here. Paul, that's where we say goodbye to you. We'll catch you on uh, NRL 360. See you next week. There'll be lots of good final stuff going on on the old. And then you'll make an appearance, Hoops. Yes. Like wonderful Monday, night. Monday and Wednesday, Anthony, yeah. I know you always tune in. I always I cue it if I know you're on. Yeah. I, lo- I lo- just love it. Just yeah. love it. You watch it when you're on the stepper? I watch it when I'm just on upstairs on the upstairs lounge with the dog. Might mm. be just lying there in Mondays. Mm. You know, the dog's lying on my belly. We might just be, you know, sharing a packet of jerky, watching NRL 360. Too much information, mm. Anthony. Paul? You, you realise you're still yeah. on the air, don't you? No. Sounds like my cue, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Well, you know what that means, everybody? Break out the party poppers. It's happy hour. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you on 360. Uh, we'll stick around with Gordy Tallis and Hoops and Maroon. We'll come back. We'll update the poll. Uh, we had an interview earlier on with Damien Cook from the Rabbitohs. We'll replay that for you as well. And we do it thanks to Bryden's and Triple M rocks the finals. Sunday Sinbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.